0: Because I recognize the fact that we Pentecostal people, we pray so much, we pray until angels are happy. If there are some people angels are happy with on earth for prayer, it is Pentecostal. Amen? Amen. But if there are some people that angels are so happy with for knowledge, you will go to the Roman Catholics. Or oh, to so the Anglican Synod. <laughs> and I think that what God is doing in this end time is bringing knowledge and uh, prayer power together. Amen. Amen? <laughs> because knowledge has its party place. Prayer produces power, but knowledge produces riches <laughs> and wealth. Amen. So as much as we have come for our victory night for prayer... We need to have knowledge, gain knowledge, so that our prayer will be effective. Yesterday, I, we, we took our discussion from our, our prayer point for tonight, for this month. This is the month of May. In our calendar from January, God told us this month shall be the month of transformation. I have started to experience transformation since yesterday. What about you? <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, whenever God speaks prophetically, you must expect it per second. And then it will happen to you. Because I have evident testimonies between yesterday and this morning. And every one of us must catch that. They will not call this month transformation and your life remain the same. It will never happen to you. But we looked at the scriptures yesterday. The two scriptures for prayer you know, deliberation this month. What is transformation? Romans chapter, what verse, and what does it say? Yes? Why did you put it up there? Who is there, by the way? Who is by the projector? Good. So the first one we looked at is You do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. And we discover that that scripture is saying really that the world moves by instinct, but God's people should move by revelation. That's what you can deduce from that statement. If a person is born again, you are not supposed to be caught unawares by things any longer. When we're in the world, things can catch us unawares or we catch them unawares, all manners of mess can happen around you. You cannot have an explanation for it because Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1 to 3 tells us, when we were in the world, we are ruled by Satan, and Satan can do anything at will. But when we are born again, it's a no, it's different story. Things shouldn't catch us unawares. We should not live by instinct. We live by revelation. And the Bible helps us understand that one of the, the key things that believers need to first take care of is, That you do not carry your worldliness into godliness. That is the knowledge we gain from there. If anybody wants to know the will of God, you must do the will of the God that you want to know his will. I cannot know God's will if I'm not doing his will. Are we together now? So, as a believer in Christ Jesus, you must know that you are a different human being. To what you used to be. Alright. Though you live in the world. You cannot behave like the world do behave. You cannot live by instincts. And things catch you unawares. Because you are now in God. Who speaks. And who knows tomorrow. And who reveals to his people. But the verse 2 of Romans 12 tells us. But however. If a Christian contaminates himself with the pattern of the world. It will block you from hearing God. Don't forget me. Fasting doesn't make you hear God. But those who, who hear God fast. Prayer doesn't make you hear God. But those who hear God pray. But the elements that you need first is to be transformed in your mindset. Don't behave like the world behave. Then your prayer will means it will be sensible before God. Then if you don't pray, God will speak to you. Then you don't need to fight before you hear God. Then sometimes when you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, before you open your mouth, you say, hold it. This and this and this and this is the answer. That is where you can seek God and find Him. And you know the Bible is so rigid because it is God's law. So it says that you now, you are a Christian, do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed. And that's why we are the word The month of transformation came to CFT for this month. Be ye transformed. It is your duty to transform your heart. Not the duty of God. God is waiting for you. But between you and God is transformation. At your will. You choose what you think. You choose what you do. Nobody influences a Christian to do bad things. Impossible. Satan can suggest to you when you are in the world and force you to do his suggestion. But when you are born again, you are free from the duress of the devil. Because you have the spirit of the living God who helps you make a choice. I will together now. So that now when you are born again, you have to make choice according to God. Beginning from the pattern of the word of God, but not pattern of this world. You do not belong to this world anymore. To be victorious on earth, that is the key. Are we together now? So, we recognize from that place that when you are, when you are, when you, when you, when you take conscious decision not to be conformed with the pattern of the world, then you will be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That is the word of God now renews your thinking. It changes the way you see things. It changes the way you act. When people see failure, you see success. When people see defeat, you go for it. Because there is victory in the midst of the battle. You are no more among the people that someone can scare. And you are afraid of anything. You will not be afraid of anything. No matter how much they paint it to be so scary. It doesn't scare you because your mind is renewed. You do not live by what men say. You live by what God says and what the Bible says. And at that level, if the situation around you is not conforming with the Word, then faith kicks in. Let the weak say what? I am strong, not I am weak. It is a person whose mind have been renewed who can say that. At the face of the greatest terrible sickness and pain, to deny that pain and confess hell, all right? It takes a man whose heart is renewed. At the face of adversity, when it seems as if all financial resources are blocked completely, it takes a man whose mind is renewed to continue to say, I am rich. I am rich. I am rich. I will teach you later on on how that inf- informs and, and, and controls your imagination and leads you to innovation. These things are from the scriptures. I will together now, but it takes a man whose mind is renewed. You understand that the element that renew human mind is information, and it is it, it means therefore for a Christian man to be renewed, you must be a student of the Bible. The Word of God is what renews your mind. I will together, no more play play with God, no play church. I will together now. So therefore, that scripture tells you that when you get there to what I'm saying. When you stop the pattern of the world as your pattern, this is how they do in the world. We met it. Let us help follow them. You don't follow them anymore to do those things. What you don't know the beginning of it. You, you don't engage yourself in the practice. Understand it talks about practice here. I think, I don't know. Maybe on Sunday I will, I will show you the origin of the world practice. Why should I wait for Sunday, Papa? Okay. What did I just say now? What did I just say? (laughs) When it burns in my heart so much, I feel like I open your heart and put the truth there, you know. I will read some scriptures to you at the end of this lecture. Remind me, please, about not conforming with the world. The pattern of the world is designed by Lucifer. But the world is created by God. So we live in the world where we do not read war as the world war. You remember Ephesians 5, 6. The weapon of our warfare is therefore not worldly; it's not of this world. So therefore, the pattern of this world, Christians cannot follow them to do it, even if it looks honorable. You don't follow them because it will ensnare you from hearing God. I will gather now. Okay. However, that's what tells us that when we hit that rock, we'll be able to, to test God's will, good and pleasing, or his, his pleasant will, or perfect will. And I said to you that a good number of Christians, according to Paul Hagen, they are working on God's permissive will because what you have decided, the things you do, are not what God wants for you. But you chose it, and God. Rubber stamp it because you told God that Papa rubber stamped this one, and he rubber stamped it, and then you will see calamity in it, terrible one, and it will become your cross. But if you let him choose for you, it will not be headache for you. How would you get that now? That tells, tells you and my patience. All right, because the the age God assigned for each one to, to have a particular success differ from one man to the other. Some people are born in a very affluent family by the age of six. They are in primary school by the age of uh, tw- 21 or 19. They graduated. And they went to avalanche schools right through. Others are not born like that. They have to finish secondary school and go and work. Earn money before they go to university. But however... The destiny God right for them cannot miss if they can be in God. Early starter doesn't mean late ruler. Am I understood? You understand what I'm saying? Uh So, don't say that you are too late before you achieve a particular goal in life. As long as you are perfectly following God, you will get there. Now the second scripture, which is very vital, is Second Corinthians what three verse and what does it say? Yes. Men with unveiled faces are being transformed into his image or likeness with ever. You know, when you want to memorize something, you pieces it. If you can divide it into various segments, you can know the, the central focus of each segment. And you just memorize it like that. That's how you memorize. If you look at this scripture, it talks about veil. And we prayed about it yesterday. It says, and whenever a man turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Yes, you can connect that to Romans 12:2. A man who had turned away from the practices of this world waits unto to God. And whenever a man turns to God, he does not deny you. He doesn't accuse you. He doesn't say that about you. Yesterday you did it by yourself. That is the reason why a man can decide to marry and cancel that marriage decision a week before marriage. Because he just discovered that it's not God's will. Oh, how will they be? People, I will be, uh, what will people say? What will people say does not hinder a man who hears God. He does not care what they say. They will speak only for a short while. But you will have your peace for the rest of your life. Because if you put your head into it, just by the fact that God is warning you now, that that is the wrong decision, you will live by it alone all your life. I would together now. And it says here, anytime a man turns to the Lord, veils are removed. Now it says, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the glory. That's, I expected I to put that scripture there. Whenever a man turns to the Lord, veil is removed. Put it there, I won't tell you. <laughs> they will see this now. I want to connect the two together and help you understand. Is it whenever. Anyone turn to the Lord, veil is taken away. All right, go to 18 now. And I'll say in 18, and men, we who are with unveiled faces, because what? We turn to the Lord. Yes? So, a man who is unveiled, what did he do? Say it now. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. He didn't turn to man. So, if man says something, he will turn to the Lord to verify whether that is what God is saying. If what God is saying is different from what man is saying, he rejects what man is saying, and he takes what God is saying. No matter how anointed the man who said it is, the word of God is over all men. Oh, my general of said it. God help you. If God didn't say it, let the general of keep his word in his mouth. If you cannot see it from God, Because the men who turn to Jesus cannot be veiled. Veil is removed. And it says men with unveiled faces all reflect, not some of them. Men whose faces have been unveiled will reflect. Because the veil covers the glory. The veil limits your mental. It limits your ability to innovate. It limits your comprehension of yourself. It limits you from determining who lives in that body that you carry. Call you. Veil. It makes a powerful man work like a pessimist. An elephant will be working like a rat. Veil. It is the most terrible weapon in the hands of Satan when he applies it to Christians. I will get it now. But it's only when you turn to Jesus it can be removed. But when it's removed, you reflect glory. Understand me. There are many aspects of life that face a believer. That you need illumination. It is not a general purpose facing thing. Like, you know, once veil is removed, you can see everything. No. There is a prophet in the Bible. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. That prophet died and left death. Death so much that the whole of his family is now going for slavery. A widow left in debt. Such so debt that will make the children become slaves. But that prophet said, the woman said, Oh, let me go to the other prophet who is a friend of my husband. If you read the resume of that prophet, when she went to Elisha, she said, My husband. Your, your servant was a righteous man, but yet he died in debt. That is strange. A righteous man shouldn't die in debt, because God have covenant of prosperity to the righteous. However, a righteous died in debt, why? Because in that area, he's veiled. He's veiled. That man, prophet, who owed money, did, was he not a friend of Elisha? He was. Why did he not, in his lifetime, go to Elisha and tell Elisha, "I am in debt, veil, veil." Who knows whether it's the dead that killed him? But when he he died, okay, the veil was forced off the wife. How should my children go to slavery when we have such a friend as Elisha? Elisha, if he does not have money, he can come and money can happen. And she went straight to Elisha. And Elisha said to her, what do you have at home? What that woman had at home was there when the prophet, the husband was there and died in death. Veil. I will get up. So... There are some areas of our lives that we always say, let me, I can handle it. Handle what? Blow your trumpet out. Maybe somebody had passed through before and they will tell you how they got it. Instead of keeping your head low and trying to fix it because you have some uh, sentiment, What will people say? What will they not say? Let me say this to you. People, if people talk ill of you, When you have success, they will change their singing. But your inability to open your mouth and talk to the person who can give you solution makes you die in death or makes you die in misery. Whereas, you are afraid that if I tell them it's my secret, which secret do you have when you are are fixed? You need help. You say you have secrets. Which secret do you have? You need help you cannot afford for yourself. And then you are saying that... is my secret. Secret, secret that is killing you, you better expose that secret before he slay you. That is the mental of God. The problem that he allows you to have, he gives the solution to the next man beside you. When we get there now, we show you all what I'm talking to you about. So therefore, that oil, Elisha said, go, go borrow barrels. She borrowed barrels and filled sell them, brought the money, go and pay your debt. She paid the debt, she had more money. Why? Because a veil was removed. All right? You have ministers of God on earth who are very, very much anointed, but they are bankrupt in marriage. They can't keep, keep it home. Anointing don't keep family. Obedience to the Word of God keeps family. Well, let me tell you this. Anointing, you may carry fire on your head when you are working. When you get to your house, you are a husband to your wife. That fire, leave it in church. Go home as an ordinary man. and you're your ordinary man at home. You are a father to some children, and you are a husband or a wife to somebody. a husband to a woman and a wife to a man. I hope you had me clear. <laughs> you are a husband. To a born woman and a wife to a born man. I hope I'm clear. Yes, sir. Okay, now, so we go along. No matter how anointed you are, if you are unveiled concerning your role as a husband, you will frustrate your wife. If you are unveiled concerning your role to your children, you will frustrate them. Because you need to spend time with your children, no matter how anointed you are. Anointing don't stay with you 24-7. Or else you will be dead one day. Just in one day, 24 hours, you are gone. You have been studying about Jesus Christ. He had time with his brothers. To so the place where in chapter 7 of John, they were discussing and his brothers didn't believe in him. They were just talking at home. That tells you that he has time to talk with his brothers. I will gather now. veil, 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 veil. Veil, veil, veil. Veil is the greatest killer. And the Bible says, for you and I, to reflect the glory of God in any aspect of life, we have to turn to the author of life, Christ. Any aspect of your life that you turn to man or you turn to yourself, you'll be veiled in it. But the aspect of your life you turn towards Christ, you will be unveiled. And it says a man who is unveiled reflects the glory. Isn't it? You reflect the glory. Then it says when you begin to reflect the glory in a particular area, there is no stopping. Ever increasing. Ever increasing. Ever You want more more and 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 more ever increasing glory. But let me say something to you. This scripture... Is a scripture all believers body. It must know. Romans twelve must the memory verse of children in in church. That's where we are taught. When I was a baby, I was taught. If a child doesn't know that, he will get into the world. The Satan time we finish him. I will ask from all the children in Sunday school within seven days. They will read it to me. Romans twelve two. Those of you who are in charge child of children, I'm sure you heard me. And on television, if I come to your parish, any child I meet on the road, I tell him Romans twelve two. I say it. If you can't say it, you will be in trouble. Do we agree? Yes, sir. I can not hear yet. yes. Sir. Okay. Therefore. So if the bible tells us that veil is removed and when veil is removed we reflect glory what was he talking about before if you go and read it he was talking about the mosaic time moses and jesus time the distinction between these what he was saying establishing is this a christian cannot believe anything in the old testament unless he establishes it in christ because he's talking about moses when moses went to the mountain to collect the the ten commandments he came back his face was shining and they put veil upon him and he says that whenever the old testament is read there is always a veil till today all errors of ministers globally Pentecostal people especially he came from old testament only all the generational curses that does not exist for those who are born again And people are dying, believing that, yes, I am cursed. I am generational cursed. Is all those things came from Old Testament without the knowledge of the New Testament. Any preacher who talks about that have no knowledge about the redemption power of Jesus Christ. He did not really know what Jesus came to do. Any minister who teaches that a Christian can be under generational curse, it is because that pastor does not know, or bishop or generosier does not know why Jesus came the day he knows why jesus came according to galatians 3 he will stop teaching that i would together now all this doctrine that when you are born again you still need to go through deliverance came because those who perpetrate it do not know the finished work of the cross when galatians uh, 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 tells us in 51 if the son the set you free, you are free indeed. It was for freedom that Jesus t- sorry, it is for freedom that Jesus has set us free. No longer do we subject to the yoke of slavery. And John eight thirty two tells you if he sets you free, you are free indeed. So therefore, you need to have understanding. Old Testament veils you, New Testament removes the veil. Are we together? I can't hear you. Alright, we are doing very well today. Fifty more minutes to talk with you. And then we will pray. Now, this is also my seminar. The first one I talked about is under the title of transformation. But of course we recognize that the principle or the Phenomenon of transformation is applicable to marriage. Now I talk about marriage. And yesterday we started to look at the bedrock of marriage is unity. Correct? And yesterday I gave you a little bit of information about some factors that are generated from unity, which is cooperation and collaboration. But today, let me run you through something and you get ready to ride. Get ready to ride. So the part two yesterday was unity in marriage and today too we continue to look at unity in marriage part two. Unity in marriage part one yesterday. I did two two messages yesterday and I'm doing two messages now. The message I just talked about now is transformation in Christ.